I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers. Actually, we're calling it Love Soldiers because our topic is relationship realities. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You know, after the pandemic, there's been some changes in relationships, changes in living conditions, changes in the way people looked at their most intimate relationships. So we have a great panel for you to break this all down. Where are we at now? What can we learn? How can we improve our relationships? And what are some of the biggest stumbling blocks that people are facing in this era where you can just click to find a new partner and hook up that very night? So joining me for this conversation is Jazzy Bell. She's the creator and host of the Women in Hip Hop podcast. Jazzy, thank you so much for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Dr. Daryl Johnson. She's a psychologist and licensed couples therapist. Dr. Daryl, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Rich Dallas. He is the CEO of Dallas Unlimited, and he's also a reality TV star. Rich, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. We appreciate it. Dr. Daryl, I want to start with you on this. Have you noticed, because you counsel a lot of couples and you're in the mix there like that, any changes in the way people are relating to their significant others since the pandemic? 100%. I see this all the time in my private practice. I have couples, I have individuals coming in trying to manage. I've seen an influx in hey, how do we manage now that the pandemic is over or, you know, it's not as bad as it was before for a lot of people? How do we manage this phase of it? Because I feel like for relationships, they went through the different phases along with, you know, how we handled, you know, going out socially, being around other people and things like that, being around our partners 24-7, you know, being on top of them in the same house in the same living quarters for such a long time and now a lot of the rules are being a little bit more flexible these days and so now it's how do we navigate this stage of it how do we you know stay safe but also navigate um bonding and connecting again and not getting on each other's nerves and you know getting that spark back and like, what's uh, what's too much? What's not enough? J- Jazzy Bell, what do you think about the uh, the state of relationships? What's been happening in your world? Because you talk with a lot of women on your Women in Hip Hop podcast. I do. Yeah. And the struggle is real. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm single. Um, a few of my girlfriends are out there single. And I feel like a lot of us, including myself, is looking for love. But I think because we are in the age of social media, um, and we are in the age of the um situationships and stuff like that that a lot of people aren't really looking to have what my parents have essentially, you know, or you know, commit in that sense. So it's like the side chick era, you know, and I'm sure Rich, you could probably speak to that, you know, <laughs> when it comes to the <laughs> I don't know if you still claiming the creep squad, but you had a moment where that was a thing. So it's like put it like this, it's still a thing out here in these streets where a lot of men just aren't trying to commit. Rich, what about that? What do you think about that? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that today's relationships, because of social media, because people are so competitive, everything has become transactional. Relationship mm-hmm. are transactional, whether it be, you know, people feeling entitled to things that they probably don't deserve because their relationship hasn't gotten to that level yet. Or people just because of the way you said swipe left, you find a date today, you meet somebody today, it's, it's going to dinner and then it's whatever happens after that. So things have now become to the point now since 
since the pandemic where everybody was locked in the house and couldn't go out and couldn't do the things, they got addicted to these, to these sites, to these phones. And now everything is through the phone and OnlyFans and these dating sites and all of that. So things are becoming more transactional and that's kind of killed the relationship as we know it. Mm-hmm. Wait, Dr. What about that? And everybody, please feel free to jump in. Dr. Darrell, what about that bit, what Rich is saying in terms of the, you know, we start, use, got much more dependent of things online, of the, the whole digital universe. Have people forgotten how to flirt? Have they forgotten how to like feel somebody's vibe? Is it just all about reading the credentials, checking the labels and seeing what they, you know, what they measure up to be? Absolutely. Definitely have much more flexibility and freedom now. I like to consider it as freedom of choice. And yes, we were very dependent in those apps, the, the dating apps and things and, and social sites. Those became way more uh, acceptable during the pan- pandemic. That was really the only way to date and get to know someone um, in the beginning phases of the pandemic, even though they existed way before, you know, 2020. Um, but they were more acceptable now, uh, nowadays. And so with the freedom of choice, with being able to swipe right, left, whatever, and, um, you know, kind of having that instant uh, connection or having that dopamine hit of, oh, someone, you know, swiped for me and we connected and things like that. I think people are really after that dopamine boost. Um, Let's not even get into, you know, Instagram and likes and comments and followers and things like that. But as far as relationships and kind of having that instant gratification, the apps and the different social sites definitely provided that and uh, gave us that freedom of choice. Jazzy, what about that? Um, I agree with both of them, especially when it comes to instant gratification and uh, it comes to it being transactional, like Rich said. Um, I was just on a date recently and as soon as the bill was paid for it, it's like, so when are we going to... I'm like, do what? (laughs) So now I get to sleep with you? Right. I mean, it's weird because he tried to say it like he was being respectful. But again, it just goes back to what uh, Dr. Darrell was saying when it comes to that instant gratification. I'm like, bro, I could have paid for this own my own meal myself. I don't owe you anything. But what is it about the state of dating that we're in where you feel, again, entitled, like Rich said, to to something more? You know, this is just the first date. I mean, Calm down, brother. You know, so it's like it's scary out there in these streets. So I swear, if y'all got something, lock it down, keep it in the crib, and keep it pushing because it's scary. Out there. Rich, what about that? Is that to your point with the tra- like the transactional nature of the relationship? Yeah, it's it's become to the point where now you do enough online that you feel like when you meet somebody, that's the consummation. That's the consummation of everything that you've been doing for the last week online. But in reality. We haven't met, we haven't hung out, we haven't sat down, we haven't had a face-to-face conversation. I don't even know who you are in real life. I'm still talking to your representative. So with all those things <laughs> in mind, people are like, people are like, I'm just doing what I need to do to get to the next level. But it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Because if if women weren't feeling entitled to the dinners and the bags and all the things that go along with this transactional relationship then the men wouldn't feel like, well, we're giving you this for this. It wouldn't be quid pro quo, right? So now you have to understand that this works both ways in this relating world, and excuse me, in this dating world that we're in now. People are 
asking for things that they don't deserve. So people are now acquiescing to you asking. So now they're looking for something in return. And this way, everything is becoming transactional. Now people are online and women are like, well, what you got? You got money, what you got? And the guys are like, well, what we doing? What we doing? And it's, it's, just, it's destroyed the whole dating world. It's destroyed it because I'm an older guy. And this isn't where this isn't where I come from. I'm 47 years old. This isn't where I come from. Right. Mm-hmm. So and just understanding that and being a single man out here, it's, it's, it's a little bit difficult because it's, it's new for me as well. All right. We're going to break this all down with our panel. And, and also, too, let's not forget you're, you're talking about women trying to in, engage in that kind of transactional thing with men. But there's also women that there's sugar. You know, there's the sugar mama syndrome. Uh, two that's out there as well. We're going to get into that. When we come back, I'm going to ask our guests about real intimacy versus situationships. Have situationships grown since the pandemic and people are out and about and just trying to keep a lot of different things going all at the same time. We'll have more on this on Street Soldiers when we come back. Don't go away. Yo, this is Shaggy and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people. Only on Hot 97. Shug it out. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We are talking about relationship realities. Things have changed in a lot of ways since the pandemic. Everything's opened up. Clubs have opened up. Travel's opened up. People are having parties again. People are having get-togethers, all sorts of social activities, as well as all the normal things that have opened up in relation to our work and our careers. So we're really taking a look at what's going on here. What are some of the pitfalls? What are some of the successes? And what are people really looking for? Is that an important factor, too? Joining me for this conversation is Dr. Daryl Johnson. She's a psychologist and licensed couples therapist. Dr. Dale, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Jazzy Bell. She is the creator and host of the Women in Hip Hop podcast. Jazzy, thank you so much for being with us and great to see how the podcast has grown over these last couple of years. Yes, yes. You were a guest on the show before. So thank you so much for you know supporting me. Thank you. And thanks for supporting Street Soldiers and our our push for peace, too. Rich Dollars is with us. He's the CEO of Dollars Unlimited. And if he looks familiar, that's because he's also a reality TV star, went through a lot of uh, relationship things in front of the whole world, pretty much, and all over social media. Rich, thank you so much for being with us. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Rich, when when your relationships and emotions and all these things were were being played out on TV. What was what was the hardest thing for you to deal with? Um, I tell people this all the time. Reality TV is reality television. And obviously you're living your life in front of millions of people. The problem with that is that things that you could probably fix one-on-one, you can't fix them because they happened on television and the world sees them. Right. So now you've included the whole world in your business. So it's almost like, you, you cheated or you flirted or something happened with a guy and I was able, I could probably accept it if in fact the world didn't see it. Oh. And now I got 50,000 people in my DMs and everybody has an opinion and the blogs and everybody's talking crazy. And it's like, yo, you got to leave or vice versa. Girls are with me. Girls will probably be like something that I did that they probably could have accepted had it been a one-on-one and we got past it. But and with they the world, really- it's like, oh my God, he's, he's creep squad. He's at it again, girl. You got to let him go. <laughs> and it becomes a thing where people aren't allowing their own personal stuff to help you get past. Now it becomes what every time Dick and Jane is saying about the situation and you probably aren't going to be able to get past it. And that's kind of how it works. Mm. 
Dr. Darrell, what about the what about that? And and also one of the things that people have been talking about that I've been hearing and just this come up in conversations with friends and stuff is just the whole situationship. Like one per one person in the in the quote unquote relationship feels like it's a relationship and it's really progressing into the other person. It's a situationship. How do you how do you define the difference? First of all, any relationship is hard, but to make it easier is through open and honest communication. And so a situationship is really along the lines of friends with benefits. It's mm-hmm. out of convenience. It is, you know, we're not official. We're not boyfriend, girlfriend. We will do our own thing. We don't ask too much questions. We won't put any labels on it, but I can hit you up when I'm in town or, you know, it could be nine, 10 o'clock, whatever. Hey, you want to hang out? You want to come over Netflix and chill? Cool. I know she's not going to go out or I know he's not going to go through my phone or I know it's not going to be a whole lot of drama because we have this unsaid kind of agreement. And yeah, you'll leave. And then I might talk to you another, you know, two months from now, but it'll be almost like there's no time lost. And, you know, we kind of just do what we do and it's okay. Does that work for people or do you see people getting hurt, hurt behind that? Initially, they'll think it works. And then the hurt comes. Yep. Did it never work? No, never Jess, you're shaking your head. What about that? Well, she scared me right now because I feel like I'm kind of in a situation. Oh, wow. That's Jess Bell. New York, too. New York is so big. It's not like other places where you you, you can you cannot run into people. You know, you cannot run into people here. Right? Right. And I, I'm going to be honest. It's not necessarily a situationship. I think what it is, because she defined it so perfectly, is that I'm open to it, you know, because although I may want, again, like I said earlier, what my parents have, I want to commit a relationship, but it just seemed like with the state of where we at right now, when it comes to dating, it's just not there. So what do you do? Okay. You either spin in the block, which we all know is going back to an ex or two just for a good time. You know, sometimes that works. And sometimes it doesn't, like Rich said, but then sometimes it's like, all right, you can meet someone that has a mutual understanding and say, you know what, this is what it is. You don't want to be able to be in a situation where you're committed and you're and you're falling short of your commitment. And then I don't want to be in a situation where I'm growing cobwebs down there. So this is what we're going to do. <laughs> right. So I've grown to be open minded to a situation. I'm not necessarily in one today. But I can't lie and say I haven't thought about it. I won't be in one tomorrow. I have a question for you, doctor. Do you would you suggest uh, a situationship? Because I feel like I've been in one in the past. And again, like you said, we traveled together, we hung out, and eventually we did end up committing to each other. And we had a good run, maybe like a year or two. So it was a, a great time. Um, I'm not saying that's going to work out in everyone's favor in that in that way. But do you feel that by being in a situation that you're blocking your blessings for actually being with somebody that's ready to commit with you? For the long term, for a long, for a long term. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And as you were speaking, I couldn't help but to think about hmm, what's the difference between dating and having a situation. Because I do believe in like it's okay to date multiple partners as long as you're open about that. Like, hey, it's cool that like, you know, we're we're hanging out and stuff, but you know, I believe in dating multiple partners. So I will. And if it comes to a point where we need to have the conversation of what are we or where are we going, then we can reevaluate. So I think that's kind of along the same lines of having a situation where 
eventually that conversation may need to be had and it could work for some people. It worked for you. Um, but just know what you're getting into. <laughs> Rich Charles, what One about time. that? What about that? Um, I just, in my opinion, they never, they, they, the long term, the longevity of a situation ship is, it's toxic. Mm, because yeah. at, at some point, at some point, somebody's going to want more and you, you can't like, I'm a firm believer in this. My father's always told me, you go how you come. Yep. So you can't go into something and set up and set the rules for this. And then at a later stage, change the rules of the game. Like, this is what we agreed to. And if we agreed to this, that means that we were both on the same page. An agreement means that two people have come to the conclusion that this is what they both want. And later on, somebody's changing the game. And that's, that just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And anytime you're around somebody and you share time and you share yourself and you share energy and all those different things, someone's going to fall for someone. Someone's going to fall for someone. And it's just going to end up being a toxic situation, especially if I'm steadfast in the fact that, nah, we agreed on a situation shift. So this is the box that we're in, and this is the box that we're staying in. And this Never is all works. you're going to get. Take it. Basically, this you're saying all you're going to get. Leave it, right? This is what exactly. it is. Take it or leave it. Don't expect an upgrade. All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna take a short break. This is Street Soldiers Special Love Soldiers Edition. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We'll be back with our amazing panel right after this. Yo, you already know what it is, man. This is Big Sean, and this is the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. Actually, a special edition of Love Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about relationship realities. How can you find what you want, minimize your chances of getting hurt, and be happily, if not ever after, at least for the next year or two? Um, that's what we're talking about with our panel. Joining me is Dr. Daryl Johnson. She's a psychologist and licensed couple therapist. Dr. Johnson, Dr. Daryl, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Also, Thank you. Also with us is Jazzy Bell. She's the creator and host of the Women in Hip Hop podcast. Jazzy, thank you so much for being with us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> also with us is Rich Dollars, the brave soul man on the panel yes. with us. The, he's the CEO of Dollars Unlimited. He's a reality TV star and also single, he says. Okay. He is. Here he, he is. is. Right. Rich, what is it about... One of the th is is monogamy possible in this day and age, in your opinion? Um, absolutely, because I would like I, I would never want to paint everybody with the same brush. Right. So there's some people who still believe in monogamy. Now, do I think that this is where it was years ago when monogamy was the majority? Now, I think monogamy is the minority. It's so easy. So many people have access that monogamy becomes very, 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 very difficult. Um, the way relationships are, we just talked about being transactional. We just talked about situationships. We just talked about all these different things that would literally counteract being in a monogamous relationship. It's so easy in today's society, today's culture, not to be monogamous, that it's almost like, like we're like literally at least, come on, we're having a whole conversation about being accepting of situationships and transactional relationships because that's where dating has gone. Right. Like we're literally sitting here on street soldiers right now 
having a conversation about things that 10, 15 years ago, we would have never had the conversation about because they weren't acceptable to us. Now they're becoming acceptable to us. So like everybody else, when in Rome, do as Romans. <laughs> so you're a Roman? Go ahead, Something like that. <laughs> no, because I know earlier, I know I mentioned the whole cream squad, and I know we talked about this just off air a second ago, how I've known you for years. And you do have this reputation because of the show. And but hearing you today just speak about relationships, I mean, I feel and I it seems like you sound like a changed man. So I know when Lisa just asked you, you know, is monogamy still a thing? Does it still exist? You say, Yeah, I feel like it do, but you didn't say that's something you necessarily want. I am not going to say that I'm going to be in a monogamous relationship until I find the person I want to be monogamous with. Does that make oh, sense to you guys? Okay. I mean, Everybody going to say I need your opinion on this because we, we, see, we, we see, what about the, is monogamy like kind of an antique idea now? Yeah. Marriage and monogamy, they're not the standard anymore. They are not the standard. They're choices that we make based on where we're at in life, based on our value systems. I, Rich, I like that you brought up the fact that we're having this whole conversation around, you know, acceptable ways of being in a relationship with people, someone. The fact that we're all, you know, pausing, we're questioning, we are trying to like gather information to make informed decisions that like what's right for us and right. how we want to live our lives. And I think we're moving from individual um, thinking, individualism to relational thinking. And so we're valuing everything from our physical, mental health, our spiritual health, relational, all of that. In addition to being able to think more clearly about what we actually want, not what society's telling us, not what we see on TV and movies and what we're supposed to do or how we're supposed to think. But we are uh, being able to set our own expectations from ourselves and our partners and whatever that, however that may look. And I think that's the essence of what a modern relationship or modern dating looks like. Is being honest about what you want or what you what like what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Jazzy, what about that? Yeah, I'm all for honesty. And I think that's why I said earlier that I'm open to the thought of a situation, which I guess essentially is dating. But um, I think to what we talked about a second ago with Rich asking him about monogamy um, and he would just kind of gave a blanket statement to that. <laughs> I think what can help us all come to grips and to terms with what it is we want is if we date with intentions. Right. And we have to be honest with what that is. So if you're out here in these streets and you're dating, I think it's important to set your intentions out the gate. So by me saying, yes, I would love a committed relationship. One day I would love to have kids. I think I want to run into people with those same intentions. However, in the same breath, you know, dating is dating. So if I'm seeing somebody and we hook up because, again, I want to be able to fulfill my needs then <laughs> that's just where I'm at in that in that moment but I'm honest about that so I think I lead with honesty and I lead with intentions and I think everyone if everyone does that then I feel like everyone would be okay so I would love for the women to take heed to that and the man so that way when we meet in the middle we already know what we want from each other which is is, is honesty possible for me it is for sure. I think I've been a little too honest on this um, show right now. No, 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 it's great. It's great. Rich, what about, Rich, what, Rich Dollars, what about that? 
Um, no, I, I would 100% agree with Jess. I think that leading with your intentions is absolutely the way to go because there's somebody for everybody. And if you are, if you let someone know where you, where they stand with you and what your ex, what your expectations are, then they can either have the obligate, they can either say yay or nay, and they can say no, this isn't what I want. And then at the end of it, there's no hard feelings in the relationship. They didn't feel like you bamboozled them. You didn't have to. You didn't play games. It was we understood what we were doing, and this is what we were working towards, and this is what it is. But today, I don't think that that's how people operate. I don't think that that's how people operate. I think that. I think that relationships are oftentimes built off of what people see because social media has gotten so big. People see things. They want trips. They want this. They want that. So now you have people that are out there that are pretending that they can provide these things, but they really can't. It's almost like a catfish without the visit, without the visual. So mm -hmm. I am who I look like I am, but I'm catfishing you because you think I can do a bunch of things that I probably can't do. Or I think that you can do a bunch of things that you probably aren't going to do. And then that kind of messes up the whole situation. So now here we are. Whereas we're pretending to be honest with one another, but obviously we're not. We're not being honest at all. So we're not we're not leading with what we want. We're leading with what I want you to think that I am, or what I want you to think that I have. So you will give, give that person what they want, what they what they want is basically exactly. That's we what's important today. That's what's important, and that's what's important on social media is that I look at your page and I go by. And this is what everybody everybody has the same conclusion. People look at each other's page and they see what they've done. They see where they've been. They see what they drive. They see what they wear on their on arm, their watch, or whatever the case may be. And that's how decisions are being made today. Mm. That's how decisions are being made today. And that's the sad part about this whole dating world is that women are walking by the good guy who's standing at the bar having a drink to go to the bad guy because he has a section. Dr. Darrell, what, what about the, the, the lifestyle issue, too? Because it, I think most of the national statistics show fewer people are getting married, but yet there's still a lot of research and data about, you know, children do best in a two with a two parent family with, you know, with, with two parents in the home on a lot of different measurements that they use to just, you know, to to decide how well they're well they're doing. What has it, have these attitudes done in terms of how our children are turning out? I used to believe that two-parent households are the best no matter what. Until I was in a personal situation with someone and they had two parents in the household. They were still married after like 40 years. However, I noticed a lot of patterns between dad's relationship with like, you know, the, the marriage and how that person treated me and how that person's kid treated other people. I saw it. It was like a... A, uh, an experiment or a research right before my eyes, how that's not always the case. It needs to be a healthy two parent household or the two parents could be living separately. It's just that the, the whole point is for it to be a healthy household period. And so, yes, people are not deciding to get married these days or what I found with a lot of my, uh, the professional um, C-suite level, you know, clients that I see, they're actually deciding to get married, not just because, you know, of course they, they, they care about each other, but mostly for the benefits and mostly for like legal reasons, but nine out of 10, they actually don't want to have children, but for the, the reason to get married for children or because I think it's right or morally right, that is just going out of the window these days. 
All right, Rich. In, ter- in terms of in terms of kids and dealing dealing with exes, what's your philosophy about that? In, in terms of what? Say that again. In in terms of dealing with exes, like if you have exes come back to you, or you know, what okay, are your exes. what's your philosophy about that? The X factor. Um, I'm I'm a firm I'm a firm believer in ending relationships on good notes. I don't always like to end. I mean, it's not it's not always possible, obviously, but I like to end things where we can still be friends. But if we walked away from one another, then we walked away from one another for a reason. And I'm a firm believer in in in, in relationship timing. And who I am at this age is not who I was at my bad boy days, right? So someone who met me back then would be like, oh, he's a different guy. But we talked back then and it didn't work back then. So now it's all about timing. And that's why it's important that when you do leave a relationship, you try to leave on a good note because you leave, you kind of are leaving the door cracked open a little bit that if the timing is right at a later date and we're both available at that time, we know each other already. And if I've made changes and you've made changes, maybe it can be better. Jazzy, what about the X factor? How do you feel about that? Once it's over, it's over? Or keep the, door open, keep the door open a little bit. I'm a Libra. We usually keep that door closed. The door is closed. However, I'm also a creature of habit. <laughs> and it's hard for me to just connect with someone new, you know, so I, I have to put in that time. So I do find that familiarity does kind of kick in and it works. So and that's where spend a block comes in. <laughs> I definitely spent the block a few times, you know, because there, there's some sense of comfort there. And and to Rich's point, and maybe just because we're not together anymore, so to say, but we didn't end on bad terms, it was just something that just didn't work out in, in the moment. So I'm not against getting back with your ex, but I'm also weary of it because I don't want to block my blessings for something permanent and and real. Dr. Darrell, oh, what's your <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you wanted me to talk over that. Okay. Dr. Gerald, wait, real quick, what do you think about the X factor? Is it, can it ever work to go back to an X or what's your take on that? Absolutely. I agree with Rich and which, as he said, you know, you could change later on down the line. I'm not who I was when I was 25 versus now. Yeah. Like let's, let's give it a try, but you also don't want to block your blessings and be able to make space and time for someone new. All right. And I believe in healing before you deal. Like I got to heal before I deal. So if I'm going to tap into a new relationship and I just got out of one, I don't, I don't like the back to back thing. And the going back, sometimes you have to heal from that, heal from that in order to deal with a new relationship. So give yourself some time, I would say, some pace to, to heal from. You could also heal within the context of a relationship, too. You think so? <sighs> if you find a secure person, securely attached person, they could show you that like, I, hey, I'm an emotionally safe place that you could land on. And here's how we do it. And, and yeah, all that good stuff. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. This is Street Soldiers, actually our special Love Soldiers edition. I'm Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Yo, what up? It's the game. And this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 9-7. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. Actually, it's our Love Soldiers edition. We're talking about relationship realities. We have an amazing panel breaking it all down for us. Uh, joining us is Dr. Daryl Johnson. She's a psychologist and licensed couples therapist. Uh, Dr. Daryl, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. 
We appreciate it. Also with us is Jazzy Bell. She's the creator and host of the Women in Hip Hop podcast. Jazzy, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> also with us, the one and only Rich Dollars, CEO of Dollars Unlimited and also reality TV star. Rich, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. No, it's been a lot of fun. Rich, in terms of your advice to men, let's start with that. From all of your experiences, what what one or two or three tips would you give men? One, you got to be yourself. You got to be who you are. Two, you undersell and overdeliver. And that's super duper important. I don't think people understand that. If you come in and you try to sell so high, over time, you're going to underdeliver. You can't overwhelm somebody that you have to build to that. And that's what these transactional relationships and the way people look at relationships today is so wrong because they lead with all the wrong things. Lead with you and then all the other stuff, all the ancillary peripheral stuff will come to you. Or the woman will get everything she's looking for if you lead with yourself. Because if you lead with yourself and she likes who you are, then you get a chance to provide all those other things without her being expecting those other things. See, that's what I hate about relationships today is that people expect so much, but deliver so little. And the third thing is just remember, man, you got to go how you come. You can't you can't go into something and, and be dishonest and think that you can you can you can bamboozle somebody for an extended period of time. You have to go into the relationship with intentions and leading with the right intentions. And then that's how you will walk away from that relationship, whether it works or not. And be who and be who you really are, period, from day one. Be who you really are, period. If they don't like you for you, then they don't like you at all. If you have, at least, if, if, we're, if, if I'm out here trying to pretend to be somebody other than Richie, then you don't like Richie. You like the person that I'm pretending to be. Right. And when I, when I decide that I want to be myself again, you're going to be like, I don't know that guy. I don't even like that guy. I don't want to be with that guy. Get out of here. Right? You, you got to be who you are. It, it's... People should have ego enough to be like, I don't want to be anybody else. My ego won't allow me to try to be anything other than me. All right. That's some good tips. Jazzy, what about you? Tips for tips for the ladies out there, the single ladies. I don't even know how to follow that. That was my drop right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about my boy grew up. Okay. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of what you said definitely can be in reverse when it comes to the women. But um, what I do feel that women should take heed to is don't compromise who you are and your moral compass. Like if you walk into this relationship and you know it's something that you wouldn't take from anybody in the past, present, future, like don't take it. Like know who you are before going into this relationship also because you don't want this person to change your way of thinking and, and who you are um, and be confident. In that, you know, and um, yeah, have your standards of, of a woman and, and be OK with that. You know, like like we said earlier, there's always somebody for somebody out here. So if you meet someone that feels like they want to change you or don't agree with, again, your morals and your intentions or what you set going forth into this dating world, then it's OK to walk away. You know, I know it doesn't seem like it's a lot of people out here, you know, a lot of men in this dating pool, but there's someone I always believe there's someone out there for you. So don't be afraid to walk away from something that's not serving you and know who you are before entering a relationship and don't compromise that. 
No, and some great some great advice, especially for women too. The pressure to do things they don't want to do or not not comfortable with. Doctor Daryl, you 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 counsel couples. Are there certain things that you see with the ones that are happy and really having fun with each other and able to build with each other? Are there certain traits that you see, or what can you tell us about that? They focus on their friendship first. And if you think about your friends, you want to hang out with your friends. You. You know, you, you call them up, you plan things with them. You want to actually like your partner. And so focusing on your friendship, not feeling pressured by social media, not feeling pressured by what your friends or family are telling you. And also they know, at least my couples know, why they do what they do. And they're able to communicate with each other using each other's languages. Not just, you know, the typical love language that we typically hear about, but they can actually communicate where they can understand each other. And that starts with understanding your own self and why you are who you are. And a lot of that comes from our past. We have to understand how our past impacts us today, how it impacts our current relationship, especially when we get in a relationship with someone. What are those two uh, paths? Are they clashing? Do we need more understanding? We need to speak each other's language. And do you feel, Dr. Darrell, final final question. Do you, do you feel that there's hope for where we're at now? Because you don't hear stories in our generations now where people are saying, okay, I was with this person for 20 years and I hated them the whole time, but I stayed married because that's what society or my family told me I had to do. Are, are there things that are going on now that you feel hopeful about I do, because there are a few of my couples that are actually going against what their families, what their religion has told them, and actually being curious and exploring their relationship. Why are we still together? Before, it was, you know, divorce is wrong. We're not doing that. But now it's, I feel empowered to make this choice myself. So I'm feeling hopeful, as long as people keep that in mind. All right. Well, I want to thank all three of you for being with us for this special Love Soldiers episode of Street Soldiers. Dr. Daryl Johnson, Jazzy Bell, Rich Dallas, thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, for this episode. I'm Lisa Evers. And thank you for all of you for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. Hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all.